The army of Assyria was engaged in a siege against the ancient city of Lachish, a siege that would end in the destruction of the city. And while Assyria was engaged in that siege against Lachish, the king of Assyria, his name was Sennacherib, he sent one of his commanders with a contingent of the armies of Assyria to Jerusalem with conditions of surrender, conditions of peace, I guess you could say, for Judah's king Hezekiah. The situation that Hezekiah and Judah were facing was incredibly bleak. Hezekiah had trusted in God, he had led a revival and a renewal in his nation, and he was now on the verge of complete destruction. To this point, all of the major walled cities of Judah have been destroyed except for Lachish, and then Jerusalem is the last holdout. And the situation that Hezekiah was facing was terribly bleak. And the message of the Assyrian commander, the one who goes by the title of the Rabshaka in this passage, the message that he brings is not going to make it any less bleak. And so Hezekiah sends his princes, some of his ambassadors, out to meet with the commander of the Assyrian army, the Rabshaka, outside the city walls of Jerusalem as many of the fighting force, the men of Judah, are sitting on the walls of Jerusalem watching this whole thing take place. And Assyria's commander, he speaks to them. He speaks to them in Hebrew with a very loud voice. And his message basically was, you have no strength. You have no strategy. You have no one who is going to save you. There's no ally that will defend or deliver you. And he says, even your God is against you and with me. As the Assyrian commander is saying these things in Hebrew in a relatively loud voice, and all the people are listening to this on the wall, being demoralized and dispirited, Hezekiah's ambassadors, it's almost as if they lean in and kind of quietly say to him, would you mind speaking to us in Aramaic, in your own language? We understand Aramaic. Please stop speaking in Hebrew in the hearing of all the people that are sitting here on the wall. And it is actually kind of a classic and comedic situation because the Assyrian commander, as he's speaking loudly in Hebrew, completely belittling and demoralizing the people of Judah as they're watching this whole thing unfold, the ambassadors of Hezekiah are almost pleading with him to, you know, say politely, can you just tone it down a little bit? They don't need to hear this. And how do you think that the Assyrian commander responded to their request? His response is kind of interesting. You can read it in Isaiah 36, beginning in verse 12. In fact, I'll read the whole thing because I think it's worth reading. But the Rabshaka said, has my master sent me to your master and to you to speak these words and not to the men who sit on the wall who will eat and drink their own waste with you? Then the Rabshakeh stood and he called out with a loud voice in Hebrew and said, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you, nor let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. And then the Rabshakeh, he gives the Assyrian offer of peace. He says, Surrender to me and pay me the tribute, and come out to me, and all of you can go home to your own homes, and you can eat the fruit of your own farms, and drink the wine from your own vineyards, until I come to you and relocate you to another land, a land that will be like your land. Judah and Hezekiah had little, if any, hope. They were all but destroyed, and the enemy is now belittling and demoralizing them. And the interesting thing is, is that this is exactly how our enemy, and 
our adversary, the devil, how he often deals with us. He belittles and demoralizes. He has a way of saying just the right thing and just the right way to dispirit, dishearten, and discourage us. And then we feel completely hopeless and lost. The Assyrian commander says, Beware lest Hezekiah persuade you, saying the Lord will deliver us. What do you do when the enemy comes in like a flood? Judah actually responded in the right way. They responded in the right way by not responding. Isaiah 36 verse 21 says, But they held their peace and they answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was do not answer him. How should you respond? How should I respond when the enemy comes in? What should we say? I think the example given to us in little small book, one chapter, the book of Jude, right before the book of Revelation, there is this story that is mentioned there about Michael the archangel and the way that Michael the archangel responded to the devil. Jude writes in verse 9, Jude 1 verse 9, yet Michael the archangel in contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses dared not bring against the devil a reviling accusation but said, the Lord rebuke you. The people in Judah's day, they answered the enemy not a word. And Michael didn't really bring a reviling accusation against the devil. He just simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Ultimately, the battle is not yours. It's not mine. The battle belongs to God. And it seems that Hezekiah understood this. He had no hope of victory apart from the Lord. And neither do you or I. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.